0: This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Garrett and John tonight. We are going to dive in on ultra runner of the year tonight while i also try to catch glimpses of the indiana illinois basketball game which i didn't even know was a rivalry game apparently illinois fans think this is a bigger rivalry than uh, us indiana fans do because i never once considered them being a rival but whatever it is what it is back to ultra runner of the year so <laughs> so i guess we should clarify that ultra runner of the year is really probably should be re- renamed North American ultra runner of the year because we decided that we're like, okay, well let's look and see what the parameters are for m- being in contention for ultra runner of the year. And we found that, what was it? You have to be either a North American citizen. So Canada, Mexico, good old U S of a, or A resident but one thing i didn't see is how long you have to be a resident did i just over did i just glance over that i think i did but i don't
1: think it really specifies that
0: okay yeah so it just um yeah so looking at ultra running the candidates and this is put on by ultra running magazine is who puts this on um and I know that everyone who's listening has probably heard about this, some of the controversy that could potentially surround it, uh, how Walmsley has pretty much dominated since looking back since 16. Uh, but if you really wanted to rename the award after someone, it would probably be called the Ann Trason Award, if we're being honest. Um, but yeah, so Ultra Runner of the Year this year was uh, on the female side. Who was not on the female side? But uh, you might just go down like the top 10. Yeah, well, let's just do top five. Let's just do Uh, top five uh, on each side. No, not to discredit the (laughs) six through 10, but
2: I mean, for the sake of gravity, uh, well, yeah, and I also uh,
0: think like after you get outside of arguably the top five, maybe outside of the top three, it's all you could be four you could be six you could be seven like they're so interchangeable at that point so if we just keep it down to the top five it's probably just a little more clear-cut I guess
2: yeah so uh
1: running from five to one for the ladies we have Katie Shad at five Annie Hughes at four um we have Marianne Hogan at three Camille Heron at two and then Corney to
0: Walter at one. And I don't think you can argue one and two there. I I really don't I don't think you yeah, can't just
1: in a league of her own. Uh, the only argument you probably could make for that is Camille Heron's, you know, hundred mile record this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and also to her credit, she did finally finish Western States. So, which is another thing for in, in her favor, but um, looking at her results, this is, um, Camille's, I mean, she dnf the Spartathlon, uh, the jackpot ultra she took first, um, Western state. She took eighth comrades. She took sixth strolling gym, little local race. Uh, she took first in desert solstice. She took first at, um, and then I don't have Courtney's pulled up right here in front of me.
2: Well, the banner, the banner race
1: that, you know, she won this year was the hard rock, um,
2: mm-hmm. just
1: hours and hours ahead of like the next, uh, her,
2: her next, um, female competitor, um, that and the, uh, diagonal to Foo. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and she's going back for the double this year. She's going for hard rock, um, after states. I saw her talk about that. And um that's tough. <laughs> what is it? Three it weeks is. between those two?
2: Um, I thought it was a little bit longer than that. Um do some research.
0: Oh, and then iron far has their own. They have they have masters. In theirs. So Hmm. Max King was the Masters. And then the Masters female was Camille. And then open male was Adam Peterman. And open female was Allie McLaughlin. She was on the podium in no less than eight events, including five wins. Anyway, we want to stick to ultra running ultra (laughs) running magazine one. Sorry to sorry to Divert there a little bit, so um, I mean, but you really can't argue with Courtney. I mean, and I don't think anyone would. Um, yeah, I I have no quarrel there. Um, I think the interesting side would have been on the men's side, and so we have Adam Peterman as top overall, correct?
1: That's correct, and I don't think there's really much of an argument there, he's just crushed everything he has run
0: yeah. ever it would appear. What did he what were his stats this year? I've got um I've got those right here. Oh a lot of first places. First at States, first at Canyons, first at Chuckanut, uh, first at World Trail Championships. Um Courtney, hers are the Grand Raid, Hard Rock, Madeira, Rough Canyon, and running up for air. Um she was first over she was first female in all those um and in two two of the or i'm sorry four of those she was um top 10 overall and then Madeira she was 11th so i don't know how far away she was from 10th there but still that's 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 impressive on its own but she is an impressive specimen if we're if we're being honest so um so we have adam peterman jim walmsley dakota jones one two three Arlen Glick was four and five was uh, David Sinclair. And I don't know much about David Sinclair. The, um, younger guy, he's 30. So he's younger than I, you and I. Um, Canyons, he took second. Broken Arrow Sky Race he took first. The Rut, uh, he took first. And Speed Goat, he took first. So it looks like maybe a lot of shorter stuff. Speedgoat's a 50K, right?
1: Yeah, typically.
0: And then yeah. the, the rut. I'm assuming that's run the rut, which is on the is that um Montana.
1: Yeah, that's the one up in Montana.
0: Yeah, where you just run a ridge, a mountain ridge, and hope you don't <laughs> die.
2: Yeah, I mean that lo- that one looks fun. I'd I'd go do that. Hold on, Katie Shied, right? Yeah, she won UTMB, by the way.
0: Yeah. But according to Ultra Running Magazine, they have mm-hmm. to be a resident, correct? Or. Did.
2: Oh, where did we go? I believe it said a resident or a citizen. Let
1: or me go a citizen.
0: Along. Yeah. Because Katie, unless she has dual citizenship, she lives in France. Yeah. Well, okay. Here, the main native. So, okay. So she must have dual residency or whatever. Either way, I just saw France. I was like, wait. I thought we decided that you had to be a resident, But if you have dual citizenship, or if you're have citizenship here, I guess then then you're okay. So, um. So, do you have any quarrels with with the male side? I really don't. I mean, I th- I don't think Walmsley earned first, like he has mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, no
1: and i mean you could probably make uh you might be able to make a case for it to be even lower than second um
0: yeah you and i yeah you and i talented
1: but Mm -hmm. uh, he only ran like a handful of races granted they are all extremely competitive races um
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean Madeira utmb um i'm probably going to pronounce this way wrong ultra tour de beaufort beaufortain and then grand trail de templier both of those are in france um and we know why he did that because he needed to get his utmb feet under him because he really went in all in on that race this year um and i was rooting for him. i mean every really committed to uh... uh was rooting for him he's still there um he's still over in france
1: yeah, he's really committed, you know, to that goal of winning UTMB and is committed to, like, living there for the next couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out, you know, uh, next year's or I guess this year's since it's 2023 now, uh, UTMB mm-hmm. in the fall.
0: hmm I've been seeing a lot of cross-training he's been doing with um Francois. Him mm-hmm. doing a lot of, like, skiing and stuff. So um, I honestly – I may have put Dakota. You know what? I may have put Walmsley down at four.
2: Maybe. I have him. I
0: have him between three and four. Um. Because I, I think Arlen Glick. I would have put him at three. I think. And I think what really stands out about Arlen Glick is he's an East Coast guy, like he lives in Ohio. And so for him to be, let's see, here's the little blurb on him. Glick ran four highly competitive 100 milers in 2022 and finished on the podium in all of them. He's now run 14 100s in his career and has never finished lower than third.
1: Yeah, I think it was prior to last year, the only 100 mile that he had injured in that he hadn't won was at, um, I believe that was at Tunnel Hill. uh trying to remember i think i
2: can't remember if that's your site better was there or not Um,
0: um arlen glick 36 races on ultra sign up um western states hard rock these are all coming up this year oh if he's going so that's july 14th at hard rock june 24th States, so yeah, that's that's three weeks. Man, that's yeah, like, that's
1: coming
0: yeah, this from... is going
1: back to previous years, but like if you're to look at like his
0: oh, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm looking at just um, his ultra sign up. So, uh, he won the Canal
1: Corridor 100, came in second at Tunnel Hill to Van N, who had that insane 1219. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, then
1: also, uh, he, he won the Umstead, the Mohican, Bur- Burning River, Havelina.
0: So that's mm-hmm.
1: what five hundreds in a year that he that he uh, won.
0: Burning River, he did the fifty miler. Oh, sorry, that's nineteen. Sorry, I'm way too far down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so twenty one.
2: Man, it's just well,
0: insane to run
1: that many hundreds in a year, but then to like, perform at such a high level at each of them. I mean, that's
2: wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you could make the case for him, and I, I certainly would to put him at third because uh, that's an impressive resume. Um, and I'm not saying that Walmsley's isn't. It is. Um, his resume speaks for himself. And it's not like he, it's not like he's uh, Rocky Balboa in Rocky three and he's ducking. Um, oh, what's the, who's Mr. T's character. It's not like he's ducking races. I mean, he goes out and he runs competitive races, but Lane. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. My prediction pain. Whom, yeah. um but yeah, i mean just just if you're looking at a snapshot of 2022 i just don't think Walmsley had as good of a year to be second. Yeah, i
1: didn't have as much of an exclamation mark as he has mm-hmm. in previous years and I actually mm-hmm. might make a case for dakota jones to be in second i feel like you know you got the course record at Havelina, and mm-hmm. also that performance at hard rock was pretty amazing too where he ran um uh, just over 23 hours uh mm-hmm. which was a top 10 all time time. yeah three or four of those belonging to killian
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's I, I and i agree with you i would have put him second but neither one of us has a vote so um <laughs> but it's an interesting discussion though sure sure now let's take let's take the top three so you've got and we'll stick to the men's side For now, and frankly, this is on me because I just don't know enough about female ultra runners that aren't American or that run predominantly here. If you were to change that and make it so it is now a global, true MVP kind of thing, like true ultra runner of the year, Killian probably goes first. Arguably, without a doubt.
2: Mm,
1: wait, 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 wait. We have to back up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So we're just defining this as ultra-runner, right? Okay.
0: Yeah, true, true. you
1: put Killian as your top?
0: I I mean, the UTMB, the Hard Rock, yeah. Well, I, okay, so I would disagree with that, but here's why.
1: Mm -hmm. um my number one would be alexander Sorensen. um
0: okay well and
1: just because this year (laughs) yeah um, not not a trail runner this year he broke the 24-hour world record the Mm 100-mile world record um the 12-hour world record the 100k Mm -hmm. world record um and, I mean, some of those records have stood for decades.
0: A long-ass time. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I guess Ultra Runner of the Year doesn't mean Ultra Trail Runner of the Year. Oh. Um Yeah, I but, mean. But,
1: it's, but it leads to an inter- interesting discussion, you know, about how we compare these performances. Because, you know, uh, I mean, the Man ran uh what was the 10 hours and 51 minutes for 100 miles on the road how do we compare that uh you know yeah, something you, like uh
0: on a mountain uh, on a mountain bike trail
2: yeah
0: or, or or something a little more technical you know it, it, i don't know how well that would because because road running you can really get in a groove and if you're on a track you can just zone out you find your flow state and you just go yeah, it's but if you have really... to do that
1: for 24 hours, that's, that is so mad, I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I just don't know how well that kind of pace would correlate over to part of the AT, you know, or some of the rockier terrain that we have in the greater southeast. Um,
1: well, like a 10 hour and 50 minute 100 mile would translate to like, what, like a 650 per mile pace, which is like, you know, the qualifying standard for like, Men through age 35 to qualify for Boston, roughly a three-hour marathon. How many people can do that? No. Much less for 24 hours straight.
0: None of the four. <laughs> none of the four that are on this show, I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. okay, so I'll give you that. Alexander Sorensen at one, Killian at two. But I still think you put, in in, in not to fault Francois. But Francois just runs like UTMB and hard rock, and that's all he runs, I feel like. Minus states Yeah,
1: the Hard Rock UTMB double is definitely, I mean, that's mm-hmm. as that is very impressive.
0: Yeah, so those two, I mean, and so I guess it would come down to me for three. Peterman or um
1: but but we do have to note that that hard rock UTMB double did took place in 2021, not 2022. He
0: only ran hard oh, rock yeah. last year, yeah. And and I think that's you know, because if he's not running, he's skiing. And I feel like he does more skiing than he does actually running. So, here's a name that I hadn't heard thrown around in a while Ryan Sands, um, the South American. What did he run this year? I don't
2: know, I've been I, yeah, he just kind, kind of really fell off.
0: Run. Um, and the only reason I thought about that is. When we saw, or when I saw that, that Julian Sands guy was missing, and I still don't know any movies that that guy is in, my first mind was, "What do you mean, right? Like, hey, what? Oh, wait, no, wrong person." Like they, <laughs> no, it's probably some uh,
1: some uh, some uh, movie star from the from from the boomer generation, which is why Jason likes him
0: so much. Could be, could be. He was probably on Matlock <laughs> or something. <that> Jason
1: might <laughs> <Probably>. watch, so. <laughs> The show that Jason watches at four o'clock in the afternoon when he's having his uh, dinner.
0: Right, when he has his microwave, when he has his microwave <laughs> dinner, and it's just on his little TV tray. <laughs> no, um, but if you were to look at the women's side, I don't think it changes. I think Courtney still won. <sighs>
2: yeah,
0: that'd be a
1: hard one to argue against.
0: And the only really true foreign or non-north american runner that i can even think of is lucy bartholomew. She's australian, right?
1: That is correct.
0: Yeah, she's the only one that i can really think of. And is that a testament to Courtney and Camille that they stand out so much or is it that just or is that just a information bias? Like all we hear about is them because they're here,
2: maybe a little bit of both. Hmm. I
1: don't know. if you were to like look over at the trail side of things, it would probably be a little bit more competitive, like uh like if you were to look at some of those like Golden Trail World Series races, I mean, yeah, those fields are always stacked, and there's any number of talented European women who crush mm-hmm. those.
0: Mm-hmm. I just don't you know being honest, I just don't follow that much, so I don't really. I don't know. So, um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly interesting and probably something that I should look at a little bit more is non-North American runners. Because, I mean, if you look at any sort of... And we'll use Taggart um, as an example because he is obsessed with high mileage weeks, right? Like, (laughs) run, 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 run. And he gets it from that Japanese philosophy where they do a lot of high mileage weeks right why don't we see are there just not a lot of ultra runners over there because I mean they crush marathons like you've you've brought it up in our chat before like look at all these sub two hour times or whatever or not sub two so like said these sub two hour two and a half hour times um that just blow marathoners here out of the water um I just wonder why that doesn't translate over to six more miles you know to 50k you know i I just don't know so what are your thoughts maybe on that like why is it just because there's just not enough trail races over there um i know when walmsley went over two years ago and ran whatever race it was uh one of the curry boys went with him too jameel i think was over at that race Oh, um,
1: uh, over at the hong kong 100k yeah
0: yeah, yeah, that that was, uh,
1: yeah that was uh yeah that's back when jamil was blogging more, more regularly this uh steep life channel
0: but um mm-hmm. the race
1: you're talking about i believe uh the marathon was um back in 2021 there's a japanese marathon where there were 42 runners who ran sub 210 <laughs>
0: good god and see i just don't understand why that speed doesn't correlate to i mean just add six more miles you'll set all sorts of 50k records like <laughs> No, but I just don't, I mean, maybe they just don't care about, and, and I don't think that's true because I know that they have such a emphasis that they put on, on nature. Um, they They well, I'll just say this, they care about a lot of different things than we care about over here. We'll just put it that way. Elderly and nature included in that. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to maybe do a little deep dive later to see uh, If you could throw any of their names in, you know, if someone has like it, and I'll say Arlen Glick is maybe not so much now, but I would say for the up until last year, he was pretty under the radar. No one really knew who he was. So maybe there's a, a Japanese ultra runner out there that we just don't know about. You know, kind of like a Mario Mendoza. You know, uh, shows up and he's if he's on his day, he's going to have a have a good day, uh, and you'll see him at the finish line probably before you but just kind of flies under the radar a little bit. I don't, I, I mean, none of them jump out to me. Um. But it'd, it'd be something worth looking at. So let's go back and we'll talk about some older ultra runners that aren't named Anne Tracen who have won this award. <laughs> Cause this dude now really fascinates me. This or Pacheco. So, like so I,
1: on a side note, um, I know like, you know, and say like sports leagues, like say, the, say uh, NFL, for example, mm-hmm. we always like to like argue about, well, what if we could take this one player from this decade and have him play against this de- player from like, you know, this year, you know, you see that mm-hmm. argument made, made with like players like, you know, like say like old LeBron and um, MJ. Yeah, yeah it yeah. would be fascinating to see like an Ann versus Courtney D matchup because oh, both of them please. are just like an elite, like generational talents, like league of their own. No one, like in their era, like comes close
0: to them. Dude, I would pay per view that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need kind of like
1: uh, throw it I down need UT- or something.
0: Yeah, I need UTMB level coverage, and I would pay per view <laughs> that in a heartbeat. <laughs> That for sure would be one that I would watch. Um, and kind of along those lines, I'd like to see, in his prime, Scott Jurek, take on some runners today. I don't think, looking at the race or at the, the previous winners, none of these names jump off as someone that I, like, Walmsley's just fast. I mean, we're if we're being honest, Walmsley is just fast. But... I don't know any of these other. I mean, Scott Durek was really the first ultra runner I ever really heard of. Um, Carl Meltzer's won at once. Rob Carr. but I mean, he's not much older than Walmsley. Um, I guess so. I mean, I kind of like this Orge Pacheco dude. <laughs> I, I like, I, I might be fanboying out a little bit on this guy. So. What, okay, and I guess we should say what brought that up is we did not know of any Mexican ultra runners to ever win this award, and of the names that I've seen, this is probably the only one that I would think was. Um,
1: yeah, basically, we're looking at up, you know, list of all of all the uh, former Euroi winners, and uh, mm-hmm. going through these names and looking at some of these that we aren't as familiar with, which just just let us down a rabbit
2: hole
0: (laughs) i mean a real rabbit hole i mean we were talking like let's look at this Jorge pacheco guy man this dude's resume is stout (laughs) 152 races uh total he's only dnf'd what was it five and he (laughs) dns'd two everything else is like a guaranteed finish almost um i mean but what's crazy is if i'm reading this right and again it's just ultra sign up what year did he win Ultra Runner of the Year? Uh, 2008. 2008? Okay. Mm-hmm. He hadn't started running. Now, maybe, again, this is just because this was when, you know, a different kind of time. I don't know, maybe record keeping was different. He didn't start doing anything until 1998.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: His first race was the Bulldog Ultra. He took second place in that. It's a 50K. Um, but he started at age 31. Well, no, here's a 30. So, well, that can't be right. How are you? 1998, and you're 31, and then in 1999, you're 30. Whatever. This...
1: <laughs> I think I think I found a profile for him on Instagram. So I don't know. Maybe we can get him on the show sometime. And, I mean, uh... I just
0: want to pick his brain. Like, how many? Like, I want to know how many races this guy has won. 121 trophies. <laughs> Good God. So, okay. So he won ultra runner of the year in 2008. Right. And that's because in, uh, what was it? Badwater Mammoth lakes, 50 K, um, Angeles crest. Like, I mean, we were reading this resume and we're just like, good Lord, of course you won it that year. Um, was first place at Havilena in 2007. Like, This guy has done first, second, or third 121 times out of 152 races. Like, this is impressive. Man, you got a long way to go, John. (laughs) (laughs) No, but a lot of this stuff also looks like West Coast stuff. And I know that I'm the only one here out of the four of us that is West Coast, best coast, whereas everyone else is East Coast, beast coast. And I get it. It is a very different kind of running out here, and I would yeah. I mean,
1: to be fair, I've only run like just a handful of times over you know west of the Mississippi, but I don't know, man. Something about the history of Appalachia just fascinates me.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and I would love to see how many successful, and and you can kind of look at Arlen Glick has had a lot of success this side of the Mississippi, and is correlating pretty well to Western stuff, right? but you don't see a lot of West coasters coming over here that aren't named Carl Meltzer and Jeff Browning or Jeff Browning. I feel like Rob Carr would probably be pretty successful if he was to run over here, but, um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it just doesn't correlate running well. West coast doesn't mean you're going to run well on the East coast. So I, I don't know. No. Um, yeah yeah just looking at some of these previous winners i don't know much about any of these people but (laughs) then again this is the trail trash podcast not the history of ultra running podcast so of course we don't know much about them
1: Um, which by the way is a real podcast hosted by
0: davy
1: crockett um
0: that is his real name
1: fascinating podcast go check it out
0: especially Mm -hmm.
1: if you're interested in history and ultra running and want to combine the two on your venn diagram
0: maybe you know what'd be cool if we ever get into interviews let's bring on davy crockett and orge pacheco and just let them <laughs> <laughs> just give us a history lesson on i mean because maybe ultra running was i mean obviously it was completely different then um but i just don't you know it'd be interesting to see davy crockett's take on how everything has changed over the past 10 years or even 20 years, if you really want to go back that far, um, what he thinks Ann tracing would do against Courtney. If there's anyone that he thinks would could hold a candle to Jim be something to be something to, to entertain for sure. So. All right. Well, I think that pretty much sums up ultra running your conversation. Um, I really don't like I guess I'll say in closing I really don't like that it's called ultra runner of the year and not North American ultra runner of the year I think it's very misleading but I also don't think that's going to be changed anytime soon not to mention they probably don't care what little old me has to think about it so what are your I mean do you, would you change it from ultra runner of the year to a true like ultra like a global ultra runner of the year I mean I'm surely surely that changes things um in terms of who votes and how you vote and what the criteria is for that? Um, Or would you just keep it as a North American thing because it's a North American publication?
1: I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's fine since it is a North American publication. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you were to expand it and have like a global type award, man, that would be, so that brings up a lot of questions, like, you know, from let's say like practicality, like who votes on that, who picks who votes on that, right? Well, um, I mean, then... so if
0: if, if you want to kind of go down that rabbit hole for a couple seconds, <laughs> I mean, you're if if you look back at the results of Jim and Camille, I guess I don't understand why you have to be a resident, but you're including European races, like comrades. I know it's not European, but foreign races um or utmb like why why do you get to include foreign races but not foreign athletes i guess this is kind of a slight little sticking point for me on that i guess no
1: yeah and then the other thing for me too is just that question of if you do expand it that's just going to bring it up more to like you know how do you compare like these performances like how do you compare like 24 hour track world record so like you know UTMB. Um, it's like a utmb record
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Both or impressive, the hong- but
1: how do they compare
0: yeah the hong kong 100k or whatever it was that we just kind of talked about earlier obviously that doesn't compare to well i don't know maybe it does To ccc <laughs> or some other 100k yeah um, or
1: if you go like really niche and say like you know like a six-day record
0: right yeah i mean you go with like okay you know. I guess why didn't they include any backyard ultras in that? Does that change things? You know, um, I would think it does, but I don't know. I don't know. In a running related note, John, Jason's race is this weekend, right? I think it's
1: next weekend
0: um before we completely close out here oh um, yeah sure i was gonna discussion. say i was just gonna call i was gonna just gonna say is so, this the chapstick revenge race
1: <laughs> maybe but the <laughs> other generational like you know um i'd like to see these two people run against each other um so we already mentioned alexander soren said i'd place mm-hmm. him against Giannis Kouros, who previously had all those records and was oh, just yeah, yeah. An amazing amazing talent he's still living to this day uh, mm-hmm. That would be an interesting battle just to place them on the track for a track or 24 hour time to or shoot right. even at like at the Spartathlon.
0: Well, I, I was going to say, let's just put them both there and just first one to Greece wins uh, or wherever <laughs> it is you run to. <laughs> you,
1: you run from Athens to Sparky. Yeah. So Greece,
0: Sparta, first one, but... Yeah. Uh, first one there wins. But I don't know how well, because my understanding of those two is they are very flat runners. In order for them to have their success, right? Track based, road based, yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: I think Giannis did run Western once, but not yeah. a not a big trail guy overall.
0: Yeah, so I, I had don't some well just that would... amazing performances. Oh, sure, and we're not discrediting those at all because, well, they're performances I'll never touch a candle with. So, um, and I'm sure that you know, it, and it'd be interesting. If you could ever fit Caballo Blanco into any of this conversation, and I don't know if you could, because no one could ever catch him. So, um, or why any of the Tara Moara? and I'm pretty sure I butchered that because I always butcher it. Um, <laughs> it. Why none of them have won? Is it because they just don't enter any races? You know, it, 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 it. Well, go back and read Born to Run. That's all you got to do, <laughs> and you'll you'll learn everything you need to learn about them. So, um. You thought about reading Born to Run too?
2: Run two. I,
1: I I don't know. It looks like it's more of like a like a training type, guy, yeah. like practical training thing. I don't know if
0: yeah, they were on uh, the Rich Roll podcast not too long ago, and then I know Rob Steger had them on the Training for Ultra podcast. And it does seem a bit more. It's like a continuation of Born to Run with a little more training plan involved. Um. I don't know. Maybe we're something to pick up just to read. No. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. What do, what's on your calendar for the weekend? Because you don't have any races coming up for a while, do you? No, not till the end of March. Which is what? Uh,
1: that'll be at the Blackbeard's Revenge One 100- Hundred. Oh, the hundred K.
0: Hundred K. Yeah. Yep. So you're really you're starting to get ramped up for that now, right? Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. more weeks and then I'll hit like uh, the peak
1: volume phase of
0: training. So, what's your mileage per week now?
1: Uh, probably around 50 miles a week, roughly. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Dude, I've got to get running again. I've got, and I think what it all boils down to is I just need to find consistency. And I'm slowly working that in, granted, with Peloton classes, but. Um, I'm really just trying to get my legs moving again. And so, you know, I've been doing that pretty consistently. And now I just need to not run on just Sunday. Um, And then every night I think to myself, you know what? Okay, tomorrow, because we've got some weird work hours right now. I'm like, all right, tomorrow you've got time. Wake up early, go run. And then I wake up, look outside and it's raining. I'm like, not worth it. I'm good today. (laughs) I just get right back in bed. (laughs) So I, yeah, and I and I think part of it is I have not signed up for any races. There are actually none that are paid for on the calendar. Um, so I'm sure that if that was to change and I was to actually put money where my mouth is, then that would definitely change. Um, but until are you I still
1: looking at doing that uh, 50 over in uh, Solani.
0: Yep. Yep. My wife and I were actually just talking about it earlier today because um, I made a joke at her. And then I said, and then I sent her a text about a hundred miler and she goes, you haven't even planned for a 50 mile yet. How can you plan for a hundred? I was like, okay, fair enough. So we talked about it. Um, yeah, and, and, and I'll do it. I just need to sign up for it. <laughs> and then that'll really kick things off. I know it will. It's just a matter of actually just doing it. So, um, but you know, I'm, I'm getting consistency back in workout, uh, in general, um, like I said, it's a lot of Peloton classes, but it's free fitness. I mean, you really can't hurt yourself on a Peloton. So the coach I used, uh, last year, uh, I was like, yeah, dude, go ahead. As long, as long as you don't substitute a long ride, when I am scheduled for a long run, it's free fitness. He's like, you can do one before he's like, just don't go all out on a ride and then go for a run. If you're going to do anything, go run and then do a cool down ride. Um, uh, cause it's free fitness. Right. Um, And then I've been doing a lot of stretching and yoga, not just like 60 seconds here. Okay, great. That was a great calf stretch. Let's do the other leg. And I'm like 15 minutes, 20 minutes worth of solid stretching. Um, And I think part of that is just me getting older. I'm starting to come to grips with, I need to, I need to take care of mobility rather than just throw on a bunch of miles. And then I will win Ultra Runner of the Year next year. Calling okay. it.
1: <laughs> okay, but all right. But for your photo shoot for that, which I need, what I need you to do since you've shaved your head now is to mm-hmm. put in red contacts like Kyle VandenBosch, former defensive end for the Tennessee Titans. That <laughs> <Yeah>. looked badass.
0: <laughs> dude, that dude was scary looking, man. He was a scary looking dude. He <laughs> oh, was not so a monster. Awesome. He was not on the same squad with Javon Curse, was he? They, um, he was
1: they, for a brief period for that uh, stint when Javon Curse resigned with the Titans after playing for the Eagles for a few years.
0: So not good, Javon Curse.
1: No, not. I'm sorry, not good, Javon Curse. Yeah, not. But, uh, they had a, yeah, they had a great defense then. Uh, between them two and uh, Albert Haynesworth in contract year, uh, then <laughs> They've been their defensive backs with uh, Michael Griffin and uh, Cortland Finnegan.
0: <laughs> Man, Cortland, that was a great fight, Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson.
1: Cortland Finnegan was awesome. I love the amount of trash talk he just gave everyone.
0: Yep. yep, he did not care who you were. So, thankfully, he was a football player, not an ultra runner. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. I think I'm gonna go ahead and close this one out. Ultra runner of the year. I don't really have any contention on the women's side. I don't like Walmsley being second this year. There. I said it. I don't think he <laughs> deserves second. So, yeah. I mean, I understand why you put him there. I don't think he deserved it. So, all right. Any closing thoughts on anything? No. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, i been John Garrett, and this is the Trail Trash Podcast. See you guys. See ya.